And, and just to echo a lot of what you what you have already shared here today, um, on Friday morning, uh, I woke up to the sound of rain outside my window, and we've been so desperate for any moisture. And so I ran outside and I looked at the sky and I was just trying to see how hard the rain was coming down. And I remember thinking that, well, if it rains for 10 or 15 minutes, we have a good shower. That that is be so wonderful. Of course, it ended up raining basically all day long and it was just a wonderful feeling. And I remember I went to the back room and I put on my new raincoat and I haven't worn it yet because I haven't needed to wear it. <laughs> so I just put on that raincoat and it felt good. And I walked to church and then I said a prayer when I arrived at the church and it was, thank you, God, for this rain. And that was it. Thank you, God, for this rain. And Meister Eckhart says, if the only prayer we ever say in our life is thank you, then it will be enough. And I love that. Especially when we get make prayer all complicated sometimes. If the only prayer we ever say in our life is thank you, then it will be enough. And gratitude softens our hearts and opens them up. And with gratitude, we start noticing the, the gifts in life. And we start giving thanks. Kind of like Sylvia was talking about, our focus shifts to what is going well. What, what, are, the, what are the blessings? And as we mentioned, though, gratitude is not always easy because life is also very difficult and challenging. It can be hard and painful. But gratitude is also one of the, the central themes in scriptures. And I think if we did one of those uh, studies of what's most common in, in the world religions, we might find out that it is the emphasis on, on gratitude. So how much gratitude do we live with day by day? And also the, the flip side of gratitude or how much resentment do we have in our day-to-day -day life or how much anger do we have? Maybe they coexist with one another. And so do we have grateful hearts? And for me, and maybe for you as well, uh, this past year has been, I just call it, it's been a doozy <laughs> between the, the pandemic and the political animosity. It's been a very, very challenging year in so many ways. And I spent this past year, I have probably spent more time in prayer and in walking meditations than ever before in my life. And that's probably the, for me, that's one of the gifts of the pandemic. It is, is, has uh, pushed me closer to God and spiritual practices. And hopefully over this time, maybe I've slowed down a little bit and, and maybe I've become more, more patient, more thoughtful. And I think it's our desire to be, to be more like Christ and to have that mind of Christ. And especially lately, the, the last few months, uh, there's been a, a general lifting, for me at least, uh, of this heaviness and this gloom. And I, I can feel it in our community as well. Many of us have, have been vaccinated. And with that comes just a, a sense of, of lightness. The restrictions are being lifted. And then sometimes even just the simple things like enjoying a meal in a restaurant. And we had some friends come by from Denver on Thursday night. And uh, we were at Shavala's. And they were just eating and telling jokes and laughing and probably got a little obnoxious as well. However, <laughs> they said, you know, this is the first time we've been out in a year. 
and they're taking a trip going down the Grand Canyon and just just the gratitude of simple things that we used to take for granted. And it's so good to see people's faces now in person as well. And when I do that, I, the prayer is simply, thank you, God. Enjoying a meal with friends at a restaurant. Thank you, God. And Ro and I, we went last Monday, we went to, to Canyonlands and just walking through those red wall canyons and the barrel cactus in full bloom and the yellows and the and the reds and the purples. It was just absolutely amazing. And I just found myself saying, thank you. And also I just particularly enjoyed the desert and the silence out there and walking through the, the slot canyons and feeling that cool breeze in the canyon in the empty blue sky overhead. And my prayer throughout that time out there was, thank you. Thank you, God, for this time. And on Friday, uh, our daughter, Andy, gave me a call from Sacramento and, and she's been looking for a job. And she was all excited and, and, and she found, uh, she got an offer for a full-time job working for a food bank. Especially as her parent, it was just like, oh, I think she might actually make it. <laughs> She's going to be okay. And again, it was, thank you. Thank you for, for this job, God. And even having our church meeting on Sunday mornings and having this Zoom time together, it just is growing more and more important and having this sense of community. And we're able to meet in person, you know, about an hour later here. And just the prayers we share and the sacred music that we hear, and building relationships, and breathing the Spirit of God in, and breathing that Spirit out. And my prayer is, thank you. Thank you, God, for this time. Diana Butler Bass says, life is a gift. The air we breathe, the soil, the water, everything's a gift. Friendships, and love, and family, are all gifts and God's unconditional love for each and every one of us is a gift as well. So how do we respond to the gift of life? Because it's a choice that we make each and every moment of the day. And Christ or Jesus calls us to embrace with gratitude all of our life. And that is where it gets to be more challenging. Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And it's not so hard to give thanks when things, when our lives are going well. It's easy to give thanks when we are healthy. It's easy to give thanks when we get the job or the promotion. It's even much easier to give thanks when we have time to, to walk in beauty and enjoy creation. It's easy to give thanks when the kids and the grandkids are doing well and we're living in a healthy and supportive community and we can say, thank you, God. But what do we do when life turns south? Because life is so good, but our lives are also full of losses and challenges as well. We lose our dreams, we lose friends and family, and sometimes we even lose hope. A phone call or one incident changes, can change the projection of our life. 
So it's so easy to give thanks when things are going well. And it's also easy to build up resentment as we grow in life and grow older. Henry Nuon says resentment is cold anger. We might find ourselves saying, I'm angry or I'm upset with him. I'm angry with her. I'm angry at this particular situation. This is not the way I want it to be. This is not what I expected. Nuon says, we tend to divide our life in, into good things to remember and painful things to reject. But can we just see an event and hold it and not label it as good or bad and it's just there and ask what can possibly come from this event? Is there gonna be growth or fruit from it? In our lives, even if we make good choices throughout our lives, are always gonna be full of gains and losses. And there's always the danger that we, that we will respond to life's pains and struggles with resentment. And that resentment gives us a hardened heart. I even wonder maybe if that's just part of the process that we are gonna have resentment, but we don't have to stay with it forever. But resentment gives us a hardened heart. We become stiff-necked people and we become resentful then. But the good news is that healing often happens through gratitude. And the gratitude that the gospel and Paul are speaking about embraces all of life. And even Paul, he had this thorn in his flesh and there's lots of discussion about what that thorn may have been. And he begs God to take it away from him. And he says, thank you for this thorn in my flesh because when I am weak, you are strong. And Paul is able to find a blessing in his discomfort. When we live life with all of its peaks and all of its valleys, all the joys and all the sorrows, all of the good and the bad, we can start to see that in the middle of our suffering and pain, that there is always a blessing. There's always an opportunity to grow. In pain, there is healing. In death, there is life. And that's the symbol of the cross that we, that we wear around our neck or maybe have some in our, our house, that pain and sorrow go together, but that the love is greater than our sorrow. Sorrow and joy go together. And I remember just on Friday when, when Andy called me with the news that she had an offer for a full-time job with benefits, so I was extremely happy. <laughs> and it was strange having this feeling, uh, and I could feel her excitement as well, and while I was celebrating, I was mourning at the same time. She's going to be in Sacramento for another year at least. <laughs> That's 15 hours away. And so the sorrow and the joy go together. And have we found this to be true in life? I remember a former member of our church, Gene Anderson. Uh, he's living in Illinois right now. And he used to invite me to, to go and uh, meet his wife. Dinah, and she was living at the Vista Mesa long-term care facility in Cortez. And Dinah was suffering from Alzheimer's. And she wouldn't, she never did recognize Gina on our visits there. And it's easy to become resentful of a situation like that. And Gene would ask her questions and he was very attentive to her. He would meet her basic needs while we were there. And she would remain unresponsive. 
And then I remember Gene would stand up and he would put on an old Frank Sinatra CD. And as he stood up, he would say, honey, do you want to dance? And Dinah would stand up and then she would fold into Gene's arms and they would dance together in that room. And it was absolutely beautiful in the intimacy and the love that they shared with one another. And there was also a deep sorrow at the very same time. The love and the beauty and the sorrow were side by side. But I think our faith is trusting that the love is greater than the pain and sadness there. Henry Nuon says, mourning and dancing are part of the same movement. And it's not easy for us to live with the mysteries of pain and illness, injustice, and the violence that we may experience. But we can let go of our resentment, of our pain and our sorrow. And usually it's a gradual process of letting go. But we start to realize that nothing can separate us from the love and the compassion of God. And I always think of, of Gene dancing with his wife there, despite the circumstances, they were still able to share a deep, deep love. Maybe we can rejoice or give thanks in all circumstances, knowing that the grace is greater than our pain. And we can say, thank you, God. Amen.